Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy book club. Thanks. I love that the cover and chapter two's picture. They are the same. Yes. Okay. So Bite Size Book Club, we are reading a chapter two, Why Does Having a Voice Matter from Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon. This is a good chapter. I feel like you could have written this chapter. <laughs> As I was reading it, I was like, oh yeah, your story matters. Kristen tells me that all the time. Yeah. So she starts out with your voice is your superpower. And she's totally, this is totally like, oh my God, this is so me. Um, very much like you, doesn't matter what your life looks like. It doesn't matter. Like if you think your life is boring, it doesn't matter what you do, no matter what your story matters. Yeah. I love the superpower analogy because like I was a person growing up who loved like X-Men and Sailor Moon and the, and the teams of superheroes. I think my favorite part was picking or like distinguishing like where people's strengths were, like what really was their powers and how could they use it in this situation. And like, I just always loved thinking about when I was on the volleyball team, the same thing, like, what am I good about on this team of girls? Like, you know, like I just always loved being able to, to try and pick out like where you shine, I guess. And that's kind of what she's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, okay, so I love that she just is constantly talking about how, you know, until she was our age, she was like, yeah, no, I didn't think any of this mattered at all. And then she was like, yeah, no, now I'm totally like, yeah, everybody's story matters. It doesn't matter how boring your life is. It doesn't matter how you want to express your story. But if you are here to, you know, express your story through art, this is what you're going to do. And I also liked that she was like, listen, yes, your story matters. Your story is important. But don't go out there trying to think that everyone is going to relate to your story. Mm. Because they're not Mm -hmm. no matter what your life looks like your story is not universal your story is not universally relatable your story is not for everyone but it is for some people like your story is relatable to some people no matter what your life looks like and people are going to connect to your art to your work to your story for a bunch of different reasons and you might not know what those reasons are but those possibilities are literally endless and what is that quote it's like if you make something that everybody likes nobody loves it Mm -hmm. so i love that too it's like would you want everybody to just like something you did or would you want to select few to really understand it and get it and love it and have it change your life totally i love this list Oh my God, I know. I love a good list. So many things. Examples of things that are part of your story. And it starts out easy. Loves, regrets, heartbreaks, obsessions, friendships. And then she gets into some like awesome ones. Triumphs, symbols, yeah, musical interests, turning points. Turning points is a really good one. Yeah. Mistakes. Smells secrets good one i'm obsessed with this list like we could just do a whole episode on like dissecting this list but it kind of reminds me on how um in the first chapter she said like like what is an artistic voice and she's like what do you have to say and she's like it could be as simple as 
grids are pretty, you know, or right. it could be like, this caused me trauma. Like it could be as simple or comp. So the, this kind of reminds me of that. We're like, anything could be a part of your story, anything and everything. It's just how you niche down and pick out what you want to make part, what part of story you want to make come to light. Yes. And it's, you can go as deep or as non-deep as you want. I Did you this... know about Finley before she interviewed her? No. Yeah, me neither. No, they're super interesting. And I love that, like, one, they have a super cool art story. But then also, they have a completely separate career mm -hmm. and so so where are we i think it's page 40 when they talk about having a Oh my God, I can't find it now. Okay, I can't find it, but it's when they talk about having a separate career from their art, which allows oh, yeah. them to turn down work that doesn't feel right, which I think is really important when it comes to creating your voice. Yeah, it's on page 39. 39, okay, cool. That's what, That's also why I have a paying job outside of being an artist. There are luxuries in that because I feel like I can be selective with the assignments I get. There you go. Yeah. And I think that that is... One, it brings a... It brings more context to your art. Two, it allows you to decide that, like, if you are a paying artist, then the people who are paying you are deciding what you create. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to say, no, I don't want your money, and no, I don't want your money, then you can turn down work from people who don't align with your values. Yeah. And in the interview too, they go into, um, about how, because the voice was so, because her style was so strong, she was commissioned for that style. And like, that's what artistic voice and style is all about because you can create such a strong, like artistic identity that then only people that want that for their company or whatever self will ask for it. So it's like, you're almost not, you're always going to be producing part of what your style is because it's so strong that people only want it because they know it and are calling for it. Totally. Yeah. And I think that this is, and it goes right into on page 44, Lisa has this other little illustration. Your voice is an essential element for professional sustainability. Yeah. And it goes from artistic voice to sets you apart creates audience connection, creates value, 
money exchanged, time and resources to make more art, keep making new work, right back to your artistic voice. Yeah. And so, like, you can't... How do I, how do I say this? Um, when you create art for people with, like, if people pay you to create art, that is part of this as well. Mm-hmm. And so when people are paying you to create art, and that's the art you put into the world, that is part of your artistic voice. Yeah. And I feel like so many people don't take this trip around the sun. I feel like they're just like, what gets you money? What gets you money? And they're just like drilling away at this one part and it's losing like the holistic way to like get a style. Right. And when you only hone in on the money part, then you are losing your voice. You are letting other people dictate what your voice is. Yeah. And then I thought that this part that she talked about where fads and trends was really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Because she's talking about uh, Surtex here, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, be, uh, yeah. The New York City Convention Center show for pattern and what is, what is An it? An illustration. Called? Yes, licensing artwork for surface and pattern design. Right. It's the other part of the stationary show. Yeah, I was going to say, I worked the stationary show two, three times, and I was always, like, peeking at third tags, and it was, it was so exciting. And, right, and she talks about, like, how, like, a majority of it is, like, whatever is, you know, on trend. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, so boring. Stationary shows like that, too. Like, how many times can you see them in Sterileaf, like, on Oh, a- my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like... Yes, how many little llamas are there? And she makes this great point of like, yes, there were always going to be those companies, Mm -hmm. those people that create the things that are quote unquote trendy, are quote unquote, you know, the things that are going to go into like Wayfair or Mm -hmm. TJ Maxx or, you know, the things that are going to wind up in the trickle down. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you want to be that, you can be that. Like, there's money in creating graphic pattern design for people and, you know, creating those kind of trends. Like, that is a career. You can do that. But that's not... Like, if you want to be an artist who has her own voice and create her own art and do the things that feel good to you inside those are probably incongruent. Like they're not gonna be the same thing. Yeah, and and hopping on trends is, I feel like good practice, but not sure. good creativity. If right, if you sense. want to learn how to draw on the iPad, then looking at a bunch of different Monstera leaves and figuring out how to draw a Monstera leaf because there are 50 different Monstera leaves and you can see how different people draw them is great practice. And even subconsciously as you're doing it, figuring out even what made this a trend could help you to pick out trends and create trends for yourself too. Right. But like, do you really want to be the 51st person trying to sell a Monstera (laughs) leaf to whomever? 
or have that be the highlight of your style or your voice. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe you do, but I, do you? But, you know, that that's one thing to be like a, an independent artist trying to do that. It's another thing to, you know, work for a company that's like, hey, you need to create these patterns because this is what we're selling this year. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have a corporate job where you create things because your boss tells you to create things. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be an independent artist trying to make things on your own. Mm -hmm. And having a job where you are creating things because it's your job to create things and finding your artistic voice are two totally different things. Right. And so if you are trying to find your artistic voice and also make money, it's a lot of work and you have to hustle and you have to do a lot of things that are like weird. And, you know, maybe you're going to have to accept money from people that are asking you to do some weird things. But also, you have the ability to turn down money from people that you don't want to take money from. Yeah. And so, I think, like, one of the things that I really also liked was at the end here that she is just talking about you need to make art that one calls to you And you need to not worry about pleasing everyone because you can't please everyone with art. This, this Carolyn Sewell quote, pleasing everyone is the shortcut to beige. Like gag me, like literally, mm -hmm. like, do you like, is that what you want? You didn't, we're not here to be crafty ass females filled with, rooms of beige like mm -hmm. we don't you know just scrapbook every single picture on off-white cardstock i mean you can but create art that feels good to you don't create art that is just going to be pleasing to everyone because remember just the fact that you're creating art is going to piss people off so already you've got people who aren't on your side. So you might as well just create the art that you want. Instead of trying to please everyone by creating art that is never going to please everyone. Yeah, and how you interpret a challenge or supplies or prompt like is also like valid and important. <laughs> no matter how everyone else's look. Like, I feel like that too. Like, you're not only going to piss off people because you're doing something for yourself. It's also like so important that we have how you want to do it. Correct. Absolutely. Straight yeah. Up. And the only way you're going to learn more about that is by doing it and continuing to do it and go around the circle and do it and do it and do it and do it, no matter how hard it is. And right. you're going to have times where it's harder to go around the circle and you're going to have times where it's stuck, but eventually you'll keep moving. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's a really 
like in that last page of chapter two, how she talks about how she popped herself out of like the trend following. I think there's something about that. Like if you get stuck in where, in how to be innovative for yourself or like if you're stuck on your voice, like just wait for that bubble pop to happen because that's like the moment where you're like, wait, I could do it this way for myself. Like I always, I always talk about that, but like, that's an important part of this too, is to feel yes. stuck and feel redundant and then pop yes. out of it. Yes. Suddenly. Absolutely. And I think that we'll get more into that in chapter three, the path. Yeah. Great illustration. No, it's so good, right? <laughs> Which is pages 47 through, I just, I literally just had my finger on it and I, I moved my finger, 47 through 62. So next week we'll be talking about the path. 47 through 62. Oh my God. Also, I just love, I love the, every, every illustration in this book. It's so good. Okay, guys, 47 through 62 next week. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for discussing the book. You can talk to us more um, on the forums and links to that are at uh, theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyestfemale. And we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you soon. Bye guys.